Welcome to Everything Scary at 3 a.m. My name is John, and with me, as always, is Mandy. Say howdy. Hello, hello, hello. Yay, and we're watching something from the past, and that is 1994's Brain Scan. I still feel like the 90s was yesterday. I, like, well, maybe five years ago. So, the weirdest part is I remember <laughs> seeing this on uh, the like the wall at the rental places yeah. all the time and I never watched it. Mm -hmm. Like I, I kept meaning to because it's it's got a very striking uh, video case. It's got this guy with this red hair and it looks all crazy. Oh, wait. So you've never seen Brain Scan? Oh, I've watched it. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. No, I, I just never watched it then. Ah, okay. Got yeah. it. Uh, but this one is a, a movie that I've been wanting to watch on here for a while. I kept pushing it off and so I'm glad that we're watching it today. Uh, this one is directed by John Flynn. Uh, he was from, he did 1977's Rolling Thunder, where war veteran William Devine, uh, Devane goes after scum that killed his family. We got 1991's Out for Justice, in which Brooklyn detective Steven Seagal goes after the mob. Ah. It's taking out the trash, course, is exactly is. what it said. Mm -hmm. uh, and 1980's it. Defiance, with Jan Michael Vincent going death wish on a gang led by Danny Aiello. I feel like he does a lot of revenge movies. The funniest thing is he did this one called 1960, in 1968 called Sergeant, where it's got the guy who played the priest in End of Days, like the ball guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he uh, uh, is like a good sergeant shooting people. So all of these are like, you know, it reminds me of The Exterminator. It's the, these like weird, like Death Wish style, like shoot em up kind of movies yeah, and then he made this one they're all revenge movies and then this one is you know is odd yeah uh, and it, it, you know i gotta blame it on the people who helped make it which uh we've got uh i think it's uh, let me see here it's brian owens uh did the story for this one uh he has one other credit and that is the movie that he both wrote and directed in 1992 called happy hell night which is this weird Funky movie. I'm going to make you watch the trailer for oh, it okay. later on. I suggest you watch it too because <laughs> this is going to be on the show at some point. I know. I was going to say, apparently it's going to be this on the show at yes, some point. Yes, I know. I wrote that down and I actually have it on our letterbox. Oh, my letterbox. My special letterbox for later on. Uh, I oh. keep that, uh, <laughs> the, the whole list of things on there. But, uh, you know, he couldn't do it alone. It did have to have a screenplay made and that was uh, done by Andrew Kevin Walker. Uh, you're going to recognize him from 1995-7 with Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman. Uh, 1999's Sleepy Hollow, that's the one directed by Tim Burton. Nice. And uh, he helped uh, do 2010's uh, Wolfman, which has, like, two other people, and then, like, the guy it who did, Benicio like... has Benicio Del Toro in it. Yeah, but it was, it was the writer for it. I thought... Okay, so did he do the screenplay? Or he did the he... screenplay for The Wolfman, yeah. It's the one with Benicio Del Toro and... Uh, God, who's that? Um, Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins. Mm -hmm. uh, but he was not the sole writer on it. They've got, like, two other writing credits, and one of them goes to the 1941 guy. Hmm. Yeah, so, eh, a lot of people. Oh, so uh, this one's actually starring Edward Furlong. Uh, you would recognize him from um, ep our episode 94 that we did, uh, Pet Cemetery 2. Mm -hmm. He was also in 1991's Terminator 2, Judgment Day, one of my favorite movies. That was his first movie. What? Yes. It's the first, first acting credit that he has. Oh, yeah, because, well, when was Pet Cemetery? The Pet Cemetery was, uh, I want to say, like mid 90s or something like that huh i don't know like oh it was 92 it was the second movie he was in, oh okay huh yeah. uh he's also in american history x from 1998 and it was, two... um uh what's his name it's, uh edward norton Ed edward norton's like, brother yeah yeah and he gets killed and i was like oh yeah and then uh he was also in 2005's the crow wicked prayer with david boreanis and uh, Tara Reed. Yeah. Which, remember that one? You know, we, yes. No, no. I remember. Watch, where did we watch that? It uh, was, we were on our way to Colorado. That's right. We watched it in like a day's end. No, it was like a Best Western. It was It was a really nice hotel. I know, but it was it was odd that we were in like a Best Western. We were like, is this the crow? We're like, let's what's what is on Edward TV. Furlong wearing? Is that Edward Furlong? And I was like, oh my God, David Boreanaz is still wearing leather Why pants. Why is David Boreanaz in this? Why is Cons David Boreanaz with Tara Reed? Cons what the hell is going on with this movie? Consider me intrigued. Uh, Every time David Boreanaz wears leather. It was a weird concept. I was just like, what the hell is going on here? David Boreanaz was full-on Valentine weirdo. He like, was, you know, he it, was, well, he was like a mixture between uh, Angelus and Valentine. Yes. Yeah, like that, but like not the, like, like the very weird part where he was pretending to be drunk Valentine. He was like the very end where he was like bleeding from the nose Valentine. So the very, very end. Yes. <laughs> so no talking, just bloody nose. Yes. <laughs> All right, so. 
We got Frank Langella, uh, who was Skeletor himself in the 1987 masterpiece, which was Masters of the Universe. Uh, he acted uh, against uh, Calvin Cl- uh, Kevin Klein in 1993's uh, Dave, where he's, uh, I think he wants to either be, he's like the Secretary of State or something like that in that one. Dave is, is uh, Prince and the Popper. They had to find somebody to be the president while the president was sick. It was yeah. a weird one. Yeah, yeah, I've heard, I've heard of that one yep. before. He was the voice of Archer in 1998's <laughs> Small soldiers. Oh my god! Yes. That that was always a favorite of mine and my brothers. Like we watched that on repeat, and oh, even I now, love that movie. whenever um, whenever I see the stand because I follow Stan Winston Studios on mm-hmm. Instagram, um, he always they always show you know like puppets and stuff that they made, um, like animatronics and stuff that they made for movies past. So like term, even Terminator Two, the um, they were showing the walking for um, the, the the chubby guy with the rock hand in. Uh, uh, small soldiers. Yes, and Archer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and Archer, and um, and uh, Major. Um, oh my gosh, what's his name? Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, but what's yeah. his name? It, Major um, Tommy Lee Jones. It was Tommy oh Lee Jones God, being I Tommy Lee Jones. It's Tommy remember. Lee Jones being Guile from Street Fighter. I used to know all of their names, and now I can't remember. It's a movie from 1998. It's fine. That's because I'm old. Yeah, all right, we, also, we haven't watched it in forever. That's why. That's true too. Uh, we also have T. Ryder Smith, who's playing the trickster. Um, I, yeah, I recognize him as Baron Unterbite from the uh, the the Venture Brothers cartoon show. He was the guy who was like, "Oh yes, it's great to see you." Is he that the guy, guy that has the metal bottom? Yes, part the of one his who mouth? fires his mouth out at people. Uh, he also did a lot of work for uh, Bioshock, Manhunt Two. No, so Bioshock Two, Manhunt Two, Bioshock Infinite, and GTA Four. So he did a lot of voice work on different things. You know who I would be more impressed with? Mm. Uh, my, my favorite voice actor ever in the whole wide world. Yeah. Oh, you can't remember his name either. You give me like a look, like I I know that look. (laughs) Now we're cutting this part out. Oh no, we're not. We're keeping this. I can't remember what what, what's his name. What's Spike's name? Spike. Oh, uh, Steve Bloom. There you go, Steve Bloom. Steve Bloom's my favorite. You said Spike. I would have told you. Well, I know, but I was like, I was like, like, oh my god. Well, yeah, but my issue with Spike is the only uh, like Steve Bloom. I only recognize him from the very beginning of Mass Effect Two when like he's the bad guy who brought Shepard back to life and he's constantly complaining. He was the girl from Chuck. He was in um, Batman, one of the Batman movies. Batman is um, Arkham. Arkham The cartoon version? No, no, no. The 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 game. He was in the Batman oh, like, game was it too. Arkham City or something. I can't remember. Which uh, one he was. He, yeah, but he was. He was. I think he was I remember. Yeah, he was like. He wasn't even like one of the main bad guys. He wasn't. But he I was, was like so excited. Extra bad guy. Like I heard him. That was Arkham City. I heard him just played it in the game. Then I came like running in from the next room, and I was like, I know that voice. And he uh, he he did a couple other things. So he's still actually working. And that uh, he did things on like a couple of TV shows, like Bull. Um, which is the one with the, one of the guys from NCIS in it, where he's like a lawyer, and then uh, Hunter. So he's still doing stuff, which is really interesting. Uh, we've got a couple of other people like rounding out everything. We got Amy Hargrave from 2017's Super Dark Times. Never heard of it. Uh, you got uh, David Hamlin, uh, who was in 1988's Short Circuit 2. I have heard of that one. Okay, good. Todd Fennell, uh, who was in the 2000s no. episode of Are You Afraid oh. of the Dark? It was the f- the first. Like it was like that three parter that they had come on for season seven, I, and it was the one where they brought Gary back. I in. never watched the two thousands version of Are You Afraid? Of the so Dark? they had like they had a revival, and it was like two thousand six, and nobody wanted to watch it. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, "Look, we have a three part, you know, mini. It's gonna be amazing. It's amazing. It's this amazing, you know, episode thing." And I was like, "Oh, cool!" And it's like, and we brought Gary back. And I was like, "Okay, see, now I gotta watch it." Uh-huh, so you watched it? Yeah, of course. How bad was it? It was. Eh. Was it like Are You Afraid of the Dark? Were they? Because you know no, we no, watch those I mean, now and they're kind of cringy. Yeah, but it was it wasn't super cringy. Like, Mind you, were you know thirty five. Well, yeah, but. but it wasn't like no, nah, it was it wasn't like was it Tale of Dark Music good or the Pinball Wizard good? But it wasn't like. Did you see that they put those ones on YouTube? Yes, I did. <laughs> uh, but it wasn't or like Dead Man's Float. Like that one was probably one of the best ones. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't bad. Like uh, say the first couple ones that were weird. Uh, and like had like people dubbed over, and it had Gary in it, and uh, Gary's really the only reason why I wanted to watch it. Did because, Gary look the same? Yes, but he looked like an older version of himself. Oh, that's sad. Like, like, and he was like super Canadian because I think he was wearing like nothing but <laughs> like denim. Oh, I was wow. like, oh man, that's some denim stuff on it. <laughs> I want to see him in something weird, like just be watching Letterkenny, and there's Gary in the oh, background. Oh my god, I would be so excited. That would be so weird. 
I well, let's let's get back on. I know. Sorry, there's so, still two other people that so, I have listed down. We also have Do- uh, Donna Bacala, who's in 1970s The Dunwich Horror. Have that's, you seen that one? Yeah, uh, no, but that's the one that has uh, the guy uh, who was in uh, Quantum Leap, who was the other guy. Oh, that sounds familiar. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. It's gonna drive me nuts with that one. But oh, he was... I yeah 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 yeah. I think I I think I've seen the. Um, we, we watched the trailer. The trailer. Yes. Yeah, he has like we were, a weird mustache, right, yes. or something. Okay. It was it was one of the weird parts that he had on that, and this is before he started going bald, like he did. Yeah, so it, he had like a full head of curly yeah. hair, and then and, it, and like a thick mustache. I think he was in Transformers. I'm gonna have to look that up real quick. But uh, who else we got on there? We also have uh, Peter Colvey from 1997's Laser Hawk. Oh yeah, which has Mark Hamill in it, and apparently it is interesting. Oh my god! You know what? Do yourself a favor. Go ahead and watch the Laser Hawk trailer. It. Remember, 1997. 1997 laser. I mean, just type in Laserhawk. I'm sure you're going to figure something else on there. Because that's, it's just, just amazing. Well, you know, I just don't want them to look up Laserhawk and it comes up with a really awesome band. Ah, Dean Stockwell. Dean Stockwell is the name of the guy from... uh, Yes, 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 that guy. Yeah. Was he in Transformers? Anyways, Laserhawk. Really good band. Suggest you listen. Yes. It's all right. Oh, that's right. He was Duke Nukem in uh, the Planeteers movie, uh, the Planeteers show. Ah. And now, hold on. Just, uh, Dune. He was in Dune. God, no, I guess he wasn't in Transformers. What are we looking for again? Oh, Transformers. That's yeah, right. I wanted to say. I I, I swear, <laughs> Dean Stockwell was in, was in something like that. I remember him in Langoliers. Or, yes. Yeah. Or, yes. He was, yes. He was in Langoliers. It was in a couple of different weird. All shows. I remember is Mr. Toomey, and he just kept ripping paper. Yes. Uh, uh Bronson Pinchot. Who was, uh... uh Min- Mark and Mindy, right? Wasn't he in Mark and Mindy? No, no. He was in Perfect Strangers, where he was the guy who was, like, the, the cousin. He's like, we want to do the Dance of Joy! And he, they started doing the little dances. Are you sure he wasn't in Mark and Mindy or something? Yeah, he was in Beverly Hills Cop uh, 1, 2, and 3, I want to say. Okay. He was a guy who, um... Why do I keep thinking I'm wrong? I don't know. I, I don't know. Whatever. I, I, no, don't look it up. I'm sure I'm wrong. Anyways. Uh, uh. So, um... Yeah, a whole bunch of people in this movie. Um, I'm actually pretty excited. I have actually never seen Brain Scan before. Yep. Now, unfortunately, this one is one that we had to have ourselves because uh, it is not streaming anywhere uh, at all. Um, I, I looked around. Oh, I mean, okay, let me say legitimately anywhere at all. Uh, it is on a physical disc. You think, I think you can get it um, at time of recording for like $22, $23 on Amazon. And that's a Blu-ray copy. Is that much though. money, really? Oh yeah, this one's, you know, it's one of those rare ones. Mm. Uh, but uh, you know, this one we do have a copy. Thank goodness. Uh, you know, which I, I picked up a long time ago. So we're gonna be watching it on our own. Uh, but uh, if you can find it, I definitely suggest getting it. Uh, you know, I don't uh, suggest anything, uh, you know, untoward on that one. But uh, yeah, definitely uh, give it a check out. We're gonna go ahead and pause it here. Uh, you'll hear the trailer, and then we'll uh, be right back. Yep, we'll be right back to tell you about it. What was that film you were watching? Death, death, death. Death, death, death. Part two. Oh, Lord. Michael's seen it. Go for it, man. Done it. Played it. Look, I've played them all. And just when he thought he'd die of boredom. Brain scan. The ultimate experience in interactive terror. Never leave home without it. <laughs> You're in the game, man. You're in control. You must think like a killer. Cover up any clues. Leave no witnesses, no evidence. A challenge he can't resist. It was so real. It was sick. See, I told you, man. I told you it would blow your mind. A game he can't escape. There was a grisly murder in the quiet suburban town of Mountview today. So you did it. What was on that disc? It's not a game anymore. Hamilton and Hayden. It's real. It wasn't supposed to be real. Real, unreal, what's the difference? I didn't kill the man. I didn't even know him. You're in this now. You won't survive on your own. You started this and now you're afraid to finish it just like you're afraid of everything else. I won't kill her! Shoot her! The witness has to die. Edward Furlong, Frank Langella, and introducing T. Ryder Smith as the trickster. Brain scan. I can't wait to see what you do next. And we're back. We are back. So, how'd you like it? I liked it. Yeah, it was interesting. 
It wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen, but it also wasn't... It had a, it had concepts, the I, fun concepts. I think I feel better uh, knowing that I guessed most of it. <laughs> well, I, I was like, oh, this it's is fun, what, isn't it? This is what John feels like constantly. Is this, is this how you feel all the time? Oh my gosh, it's wonderful. I, there was a... Um, uh, it's called The Doctor's Case, and it's called... Uh, it's um, a Stephen King story where uh, it's got Tim Curry reading it. Mm-hmm. And it's Sherlock Holmes, but Sherlock Holmes is allergic to cats. Mm-hmm. And I think that actually is a thing, like in, in the thing. But he uh, he can't figure out what the hell is going on. And Watson comes up with it first. And like like Tim Curry's my God, man. He like, he's doing this whole thing. It's like, is this what it feels like? Is this what you go through? It's like, yes, that's what I go through all the time. This but, is wonderful. <laughs> and he's like, this is terrible. Uh, oh, oh, he hated it. He hated it because it was it was everything that he was having to deal with. It was like, oh god. But it is uh, so back on track. Uh, this is uh, it starts out. It's it's the uh, the busted concrete right? or the busted uh, windows is what we start off. Rainy night, uh, car flipped over, busted windows uh, at the very beginning of the movie. I think so. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, because it, it doesn't start with anything else. It's like an odd. I, I remember it being an odd beginning. Yes, that's what that's what I remember. Oh, and then the kid crying and all that stuff. So yes, yeah. yeah, so we start off brain scan with a car accident, uh, shattered glass all over the road, a child crawling uh, towards the body of his dead mother, and then being he's uh, in the hospital. Is yeah, what, yeah. He, he gets that part too, where it's like the lights are on, you know, shining down on him. And like the, he's uh, gonna go into surgery. Yes, or he was in surgery and they were anesthetizing him. Uh, and then uh, it awakens, the child awakens to being Edward Furlong. Yes. Huzzah! And his name is actually Michael Brower. Yes. Uh, apparently she was killed, uh, it was his mom who was killed in the car accident. We do know that it is mom because he kept crying mommy. Uh, but then uh, he also, we see the scars on his leg, uh, which means that he's uh, going to be limping for most of the movie. All the movie. Uh, the, the whole movie. Yeah, until he forgets. And then uh, he, you know, but the, he picks it right back up after. And right after that, we get uh, boobs. Because there were boobs in this movie. So if you were waiting for the boobs, you wanted to sit there. It's like, are there boobs in this movie? Question mark. You know, hand in my chin. You know, on my chin, just trying to figure it out. Yes. Like five minutes in. Yes. At his neighbor. Who yes. luckily is actually in her 20s. Yes. Uh, in actually, real life. I did the math. Uh, so apparently if... If Edward Furlong was, he was 14, 15 in this movie because it came out in 1992. He was born in 1970, uh, 77. Uh, she, uh, on the other hand, uh, that was Amy Hargraves, uh, who is the next door neighbor, uh, was born in 1970. So she was 22 in this movie. Ah. Well, at least when this movie came out. So 22, 21. Anyway, so you're seeing 22 year old boobs. Yep. So don't feel weird about it. It's fine. It's still weird. This is, it's. This like the equivalent of uh, the "Don't worry, she's five hundred years old" like argument that people do for anime, I guess. <laughs> yeah, she's not in high school. Yeah. Anyway, talking about she's so so he lives um, by himself pretty much. Uh, his father is not there. Um, he actually receives a call from his father later, telling him that you know he thought that he was going to be home, but he's not going to be home soon. It was an interesting, like, he lives in in the attic of his, like, place. And it's really kind of a crazy-looking attic, right? It was, like, it was huge. You thought it was the best thing since sliced bread. Oh, yeah. I mean, if I had been a kid, you know, I would have loved to have that. Hell, I'd love to have that You would still love to have that. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, yeah. It's got a refrigerator. It has a refrigerator in it. It's fucking amazing. I love it. Uh, But he's got a, uh, I I love the way that it portrays the, um the future like this is like the thought of how things were in the 90s like he's got a a personal butler named igor through a computer it's the weirdest thing it it is very wonky like uh, it's so funky it's weird so whenever you know somebody calls his phone it's Master says, you know, or something like that. Master's not accepting calls when or you go something. On, do not disturb. Yeah, so, so, something weird. Uh, but yes, he gets a phone call from his friend. Uh, what was the guy? I think it was Cal. Yeah, it was Cal. Yeah, it was Cal. Because she's like, oh my God. Kyle. Somebody killed Kyle. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he uh, is, honest to God, he's the Seth Green. Like, if Seth Green, I think, was too old at this point. Uh, actually, yeah, maybe Ticks came out in 93. Three, I think so. He was supposed to be like a uh, 
call like a high schooler at that point. Oh no, uh, arcade came out pretty much same thing. But yes, Kyle is uh, the yeah he's, he's he's the knockoff. He's Seth, Seth Green. Green. He's Seth Green in this movie. He's just trying to be Seth Green. In fact, he's got the same haircut. haircut. Yeah, yeah. It's like split down the middle. Yeah, red hair. Like super long. Like back. You remember when he used to? Seth Green had the long hair. Like, I remember Seth Green being young in um, the stand. Well, or no, no, not the stand. Um, it. Yeah, he was in that, but that was the 1950s Seth Green. But you and I watched Arcade, and uh, that was oh, from the right amount of time. I forgot that he had. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he yeah. also was. He was in a movie called Airborne, where it was like roller skating was the most awesome thing, like rollerblades. Uh, and he also had the same haircut in that one, with like the long, like straight red hair, which. BS on that happening. I don't know how he... That's like fully perm. That was insane. Uh, but yes, uh, Kyle calls him up. He says that in the back of Fangoria magazine, the one with the googly eyes, which I thought was hilarious. I'm like, isn't that every Fangoria? But eh, whatever. Uh, there is an advertisement for Brain Scan, the newest video game that's going to just blow your mind. It's Cray Cray. Check it out. He loves it. Uh, so he mail orders for the disc. He calls him up, and uh, the interesting thing is that he starts having a conversation with what he thought was a robot. Mm -hmm. uh, but then it starts going like, of course, Michael. You know, he just starts calling him Michael straight out. Yeah, and he I, doesn't question that. He didn't get that. That was the weirdest part. Yeah, that... Oh, no, no, he did say his name. My name is blah, blah, blah. I live at this. You know, you can reach me at... He's like, oh. yes, we know who you are, Michael. That's right, that's right. Okay. All right, that's a little uh, less creepy. So, and then he's just like, yes, no, don't worry. You'll be getting the brain scan soon. Enjoy. Uh, and it hangs up on him. And he tries to call back and it gives him dial tone. So he's like, ah, that was weird. But yes, he then gets a... Uh, no, I think they do the thing where it's uh, they go to school. And... Yeah, so Edward yeah. Furlong is in school. It's, uh, he has a horror club, which was one of the things that I just... I really wish that we had that I wish school. we had had that. Yeah. You know, it's easier to do now, though. Because I was thinking, if when we were in high school, it was the very early 2000s, and you we wouldn't have been able to bring in... Because DVDs were not the biggest thing at that point in time. Yeah. We would have had VHSs. We would have had to... Uh, either bought or rented the VHSs, so we'd have to we'd be very beholden on being able to go different places. I don't know if our, our school would have allowed it to. I got like in trouble for gambling with my Magic the Gathering cards, so that's kind of. And this is the two. This is the two thousands. What? Yes, they were just like, don't bring those anymore. You're gambling. I'm like, I'm not gambling. This is nerd shit. What do you want? Oh my god. Oh yeah, that was Who a said real, that? that. That was uh, that was the assistant. That was Fishback. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was like sitting there going like, she's like, yeah, uh, don't bring those. You're gambling. I'm like, eh, I'm not gambling. What the hell? But there's, so I, I don't know. We watched, God, we had an anime club that had Fruits Basket on it. Yeah. I was like, that's way worse for children. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, uh, so there yes. was a horror club. The horror club got disbanded by the principal who, who was like, this is bullshit that you're watching. He's like a full-on Mr. Feeney. He's got the, uh, the bow tie. He looks like... He, he kinda... Except he's the Mr. Feeney that nobody likes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, who does he remind me of? He reminds me of, like, not the Roddy McDowell character, but, like, the other guy who kind of looks like Roddy McDowell but was blonde and just kind of creepy. I don't know. I'll, I'll uh, figure him know. out later. Yeah. But, yes, he says that no, no, uh... No movies, no games, no anything without my permission. I have yes. to do them first. And it was weird for that because, like... The movie that they were watching was clearly from the 70s, and it was like, he called it Death, 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 or something like that. Yeah. And I was like... Death, Death, Death. Could you get away with that? Like, I don't, I don't know. I, there's a there's plenty of horror movies that you probably get away with. Hell, I would have... You could have gotten away. It would have been hilarious. Like, no, you can't have anything other than PG movies. They're like, all right, cool. Here's Poltergeist. With like... That know, is true. A whole bunch of stuff in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would have, you know, traumatized them. Oh, yeah. So, uh, at that point, uh, he drives home on his little moped. He's got a little Vespa. And he, uh, he, this is when he encounters, uh, Frank, the, yeah. the first death. The, there was a, there was a death in the neighborhood. It was like a car accident. I guess they were, uh, like zip tying the, the body parts together and putting them in a bag. And that's when Frank Langella is there, who is apparently the detective on duty in mm -hmm. the, uh, the town. Who was not who I thought he was. Yes, you did not recognize I, that yeah, guy. Yeah, I at was. All. No, I did. I was like, "Oh, it's that guy." That guy well, was yeah, totally you, you recognize him for something else. Yeah, you thought it, you thought he was uh, the guy from Slitty Slickers, and I'm like, no. Uh, "No, no, I thought Masters of the Masters of the Universe was the guy from Slitty Slickers." Oh. Yeah, that, nope. that's what I thought. Yeah, no, it's not. 
It's, it, you can't tell with the amount of makeup he had on. Yeah, but, like yeah. so many prosthetics. Uh, but yes, uh, and uh, basically, uh, Franklin Jell just says, fudge off, kid. Get yeah, out of here. Get out of here, kid. Get this proud is a, of me. This is a crime scene, kid. Uh, that's when he gets home to find the first brain scan disc. Uh, the best part about this is when he has to put the the CD into one of the caddies that they used to have for, for CDs. Mm-hmm. Like, say, to, to blow your mind if you're too young, uh, what they would do is you didn't have a CD tray. So that thing on, on the front of some of your computers, if you have a computer... <laughs> It's a it's a it's a tray and you put the disc in there and you close it up. Well, no, this one had had an external caddy, so you take the caddy out, you put the CD into that, and then you slot it like a like a three by five, like a, a three and a half disc uh, floppy disk kind of thing. They're not gonna know what the hell a floppy disk is if they don't know how to put in a, a Cassette, CD. Uh, VHS tape. Uh, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> like a USB <laughs> that goes all the way into the computer. It's a big USB. Yes, we'll assume like that. <laughs> uh, and he decides to go ahead and make himself, I guess he, he, was that when he got a call from his dad and he presses play on it? It's like no, a, that was earlier. Uh, no, no, it had to have been because he, he, he was, uh, this is the same period of time because he sits there and he presses play and his dad's like, oh, I hate these machines. I really wish you, we could talk. And I'm like... You called him during school. Oh, yeah. Because he true. drove home from school. And he's, I thought that was before he started the game. That's before he started the game. We're at the point where he's starting the game. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it happened slightly before this part. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, less than two minutes before this part. <laughs> uh, this yes. kind of just, or this movie just kind of runs well, together. So it runs together in just a little bit. There's a large part in the middle that just kind of gets dull and doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah. But uh, mostly because they remove a lot of the the interesting portions of it. Uh, but first, what we get is the uh, yes, the dad has the explanation. I'm not going to be in. I'm really sorry. Love you lots. Blah blah blah. Um, this is when uh, the party is happening outside at yes. Kimberly's house, uh-huh. uh, which he just oh he, he, he you know it's the girl he stalks. Uh, and, I mean, and he's literally a stalker. It's and so records, creepy. and she is fully aware of it. Which is also something weird. So they can be stalker together. They're, it's like your yandere girlfriend. Like the and, two yandres are yeah. together. And you're just like, oh my god. Senpai noticed me. <gasps> Senpai noticed me. Ugh, so weird. Um, Bunch of freaks. And, uh, this is, she's having a party outside. And he hates it because he's too much of a chicken to go over there. He's I like, guess, I'm or? a loner. I'm I, a lone wolf. I I don't understand what was going on right there, but yeah. I'm the lone wolf daddy. Uh, he was just like, I can't do it. Maybe it's because he's like, I, I would go over there and somebody would kick me in the leg or something. Because they, 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 everybody's drinking out there. And somebody brought a pony keg. I'm like, who brought a pony keg to a high school party? Like, who's setting that up? I don't know. Apparently the football team. Oh, could you Troy, imagine that? What's his name? What was that douchebag's name that she was dating? Taylor. Or wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I, for some reason, I had James Taylor the whole time in my head. I was just well, like, you should remember his name. I thought his name was Troy. Yeah, I know. Like, the whole time. So, well, the game begins. Yes. Uh, he sits down to start the game. We get flashing lights in his, uh, Edward Furlong's eyes dilate. And uh, he is now in the body of the killer. Uh, he's walking around, and he, he's, he's getting this narrator voice telling him in his head to, to do certain things. Go through this door. Go on the right. Yes. Now dr- grab a weapon. Yes. A knife. That's perfect. Okay. Go upstairs. Okay. Kill him. Come on. Do it. And then he kills him. Do it. Okay. Now you're doing it. Because he was going to stab him in the eye at the beginning part. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's a good way to do it. Well, I guess. But like if the, the knife, because it's a butcher knife. It's not a big, like it's, it wasn't a, like a thin thing. This was the problem. Like the whole time I'm sitting there going like, you know, he could have killed him way easier. This would have, this is. Well, I was doing uh, the same thing. So I'm like, he stabbed him right in the back and, and you know, he wouldn't have been able to move. Like he got him in the spinal cord and, and John's like, no, no, it was off to the side. No, it was right in the center. It really was right in the center. Of the spinal cord. The guy starts flopping around like a fish on the deck. And I was like, oh my God. And this, then he gets up and like is throwing himself around the room. Cause the, the, the narrator immediately said, it's like, you're in the eyes of a killer and you have to clean up. And do all this other stuff. Yeah, and you get two hours, no, but he gets... Leave no prints. He got, like, one hour, which was weird. Yes, like, there's a lot weird. of this was changed in ADR. It was it was really funky. Uh, but, yes... Uh, oh, unless it was two hours in all. 
Well, because the time kept going down lower and lower. Well, yeah, but it started out in uh, 59. Because it, it started with an hour first. Yeah. And then did the rest of the time equal up to an hour? Oh, maybe it did. Maybe that's what it was. Oh. Well, yeah, but he wasn't in there for more than about 10 minutes from what we saw. Uh, you know, I don't know. Who knows? Anyways, maybe it was to. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. So, um, he does stab the guy in the back. Uh, he cuts the guy's foot off. Uh, and, uh... Takes then, it. Takes yeah. it with him. For the fuck of it. Just walks out. Why not? Just leaves. Yep. With his chucks on. Yeah, his easily distinctive chucks that yes, he's walking around in with a particular the, tread. Throughout the entire movie. Uh, uh, and that's when, uh, yes, he goes home. He wakes up. And he's like, haha, man, that was crazy. Let me tell you, it was so awesome. I gotta call my friends up and tell them how awesome it was. Uh-huh, and he does. And he's, and he's, like, splashed milk all over his face. And then he, like, turned up the music. Because he was, like, listening to, I, I don't even know, it's like, you know, like, the wuss metal. I don't even know what the hell was going on with that for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he's trying to explain to his friend the next day about how everything was crazy. and How awesome it was. And, oh, man, it was just so crazy. And then, dun-dun-dun. He, he goes over to Kimberly's house for some reason. Yeah, he was going to talk to her. Yeah. For, it, for I don't know. For I guess he just something. finally internet it up. He was going to talk to her and he... Uh, it, her parents turned on the TV and what do you know? There was a killer. Oh my God. There was and a it, kill. And it a was murder. showing the video from inside of the, the house with the murder. Yes, which is so stupid. They We're, show the body and the handprint on the wall and tell us that, you know, his, his leg was cut off. His foot was missing. They would not say any of that shit on the news. Uh, this is when Edward Furlong loses his mind and he gets the hell out of there, goes home, starts freaking out, tries to call up BrainScan, BrainScan's not answering, uh, and that's when we get introduced, I think this is when we get the, the, the part where he starts freaking out and, uh, he gets a phone call from BrainScan. Yeah, and then this is wherever the trickster pops up. Yes! And, and with all of his tri- trickstery, his trick. What, what the hell was I trying to say? Trickstery glory is what I was trying to say. It's really I hard think, to say. So we, I think at this point we get just the vibe. Like he, he starts talking to him and he's like, just play the next disc. Because there's supposed to be four discs. Yeah. And that's when Kyle, he's like, he's like, I'm not going to go to school. And that's when Kyle comes over. He's like, bro, let me play BrainScan. And like, he's like, no, Kyle, I'm not going to let you play he's BrainScan. He's like, no, man, fuck off. And he, like Kyle, like, hey, ding, 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 ringing on the doorbell. He's like, fine, what? And like... You're Kyle. You know that your friend has a fucked up leg. You know this. And you know that he's sick. He told you he was sick. You just watched, and he says he's got mono, and you just watched him, like, walk, like, up the stairs, which he's probably having a hard time at, and you decided to be a dick and just ding, 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 and then he opens the door, and he's like, middle finger. Yep, and he just flicks him off. And I was like, okay. I was like, what a dick. So, yes, at this point, he does, uh, this is when Kimberly shows up with the CD, right? Because he's like, I'm not going to play the game anymore and she's like oh hey i brought all your your stuff from your classes here you go and he's like oh hey, hey. and then he sees the brain scan uh disc and he's like oh god no i gotta completely be all weird please leave yeah and he takes it that's when he goes upstairs and, and he, trickster's there yes he plugs it in this is when we get to meet the trickster who floats out of his screen like a bad effect from a very early season of uh, TNG. He's an orb. Yes. So he like orbs out and then his whole body manifests and it's just goopy. And he's, uh, then he, he... He looks like, okay, what did, what did we say he looks like? So he looks like a, like the vampire version of the, one of the Lost Boys. Yes. So he looks like one of the, he's he's got that vibe. He's got like the, the, the boots on for some reason, it's the leather boots, pants, leather pants, the, a the jacket, crushed velvet jacket, I guess on the outside. He's I don't got know if it crushed velvet, but it yeah, it's, like that it, kind of it's thing. a jacket. He had the, uh, the, the, the cutoff, uh, fingerless gloves. Yes. Yes. Uh, with long, long, ridiculously long fingernails. He's got a, uh, a mane of wild red hair that sits way too far back on his head. But it's like bald on the sides. So it's yes. like, it's like the word, the world's worst receding hairline. It was crazy. And then, uh, God, what is it he did? He did, um, oh, God, he, he had the, uh, he, he starts, he got the fingernails, too. It was the weirdest thing. Yeah. Uh, but yes, uh, that's, he's just like, yes, I am the, uh, the trickster, blah, blah, blah. And he's just, like, being weird at him. And then he's like, don't you have anything good? And he puts on a Primus song. And I was like, oh, okay. Was, was that what known as uh, big brown beaver thing I don't know what the hell's happening there yeah yeah uh, it was, it was a bad weird and he, like he's like yes no you have to play the game but don't worry you can't hurt me like 
but like hurts himself multiple times. Yeah, no, no, that he no, can't be hurt. He's like, he's like, they'll, they'll never get anything out of me because there was one witness to your to your kill, and you're gonna have to get the witness. But you know, I, I'm the second witness. But don't worry, they won't get any information out of me. They can break my fingers and jolt me with a thousand volts, and they can poke out my eyes, and he's doing all this shit to himself. And it kind of reminded me a little bit of Freddy at that point. Yes. Yeah. 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 I can see it. And then, um, you know, finally Michael's like, all right, fine. So I, I have to get this witness, right? I have to get this witness to clear yes, my don't name. don't worry. Just play the game. Yeah, it'll be fine. Everything's going to be fine. Just get the witness. So Edward Furlong sets up a, a camera and he's like, hey, if this this is me, I'm playing brain scan. If uh, I don't make it out of this, then this is my confession. Let's be that. Because he opens the, the fridge and he sees the foot. Yes. And he's like, oh, God. Oh, oh, and then there was this whole thing about trying to get rid of the foot. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Did we he, we did totally he, forgot about oh, that. Oh, yeah. So, it's it's so, a lot of boring stuff that happened at this point. So he, he tried to get rid of the foot that he had in the fridge, and then this German shepherd finds no, it. There's no payoff for this. We So he, he goes into the forest. He, the German shepherd shows up, and we see the German shepherd later before, too, as it was running around yes. with, with something. Yeah. And it, which I thought was the foot earlier. Yeah, no, he's just he's just a main character. It's just that it's just a guy who shows up. So, so the German Shepherd takes the takes the cut off foot, runs off with it. Edward Furlong is like hobbling, trying to keep up with the German Shepherd. He finally gets the German Shepherd to drop it. The German Shepherd's um, owner comes and is like looking looking around, misses him. Uh, Edward Furlong, I thought he took the foot home, but apparently he just he um, burns his jeans. Right? I guess, yeah, with the blood on the on the clothing is okay. the best I could think okay. of. Okay, so that's probably what it is. And then, um, so he burns his jeans, he buries the foot, I guess, which nobody ever finds, um, and then he... This is this is all the stuff, so he's like, alright, here, let me go ahead and sit down, we're gonna play disc two, he plays disc two, and then he wakes up from playing disc two. With seven minutes left on the clock. And so he checks the recording, and he sees that he himself stands up and walks out. Uh, and this is when he kind of gets the idea that uh, it was his friend. It, so it, it, well, it is him. He knows that it's him. And then Kyle. he goes to yeah. look in the freezer and it's his friend's necklace. It's yes. Kyle's necklace. It, he has a very distinctive lucky charm. Yes. Yeah. So he's like, oh my God, Kyle, no. Let me call Kyle. No, it couldn't be. This so, is He's the most unemotional person, though. He, like, <laughs> he didn't do a very good job. He really yeah. was like, oh no, my best friend. And so he, uh, I'm he, so sad. He freaks out, calls Kyle, and then freaks out. on Kyle's... Quote. Yeah, freaks, freaks out. out. He's like, oh no, Kyle, why? He's 14 or 15 at this point. I'm not going to give him too much shit. I, I will. Uh, of course you will. Uh, but at this point, yes, he does call Kyle's number, and unfortunately, who picks up? But it's Detective Frank Langella, who's like, who is this? And he's just like, uh, click. He's Hangs like, oh, never mind, click. Yeah, uh. That it totally works. Uh, at this point, he's freaked out, and he doesn't know what to do. Trickster's a big douchebag and just keeps fucking around with him the whole time. It's pretty freaking funny. The, uh, the cops come up to his house, right? Yes. That's at that point that the cops go over to his house. The trickster's like, no, no, you don't want to answer the door. Trust don't answer me. the phone. Don't answer the door. Or the door. The yeah. Don't answer the door. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, you're going to regret it. And he's like, no, no, I need to go answer the door. So he does. And of course, it's the two cops. Yeah. So it's Frank Langella and his partner, his partner, who is the most dad guy, like normal dad looking he really detective is. ever. Yeah, he really is. Like, and he's just like. Eh. And they were just looking around his house like, you know, they had a warrant and just looking around, peeking around. What? Well, you know, we heard that you were out of school. Well, why are yeah. you out of school? He's like, I don't feel good. Like, I've been sick. He's like, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Hey, we interviewed a lot of the kids at your school, and they all say the same thing. You're kind of weird. Says you're a weirdo. And a freak was used a couple was, of times. That was odd. Like, I was like, Jesus, you're a dick. Uh, <laughs> thank you, gentlemen. Please leave my home. Yeah. <laughs> so, so they do. They leave eventually after they're like, if you're hiding anything, we'll know. Then Kimberly shows up with the uh, the paper. He reads the paper and it makes him distraught because in there is a fake uh, interview with him that he didn't have. Uh, it's There's a lot of shenanigans that keep going on because she comes up to, to talk to him after his friend dies. Yeah. Um, 
we get there's a lot of weird shenanigans that happen at this point this is the part where it all kind of blurs together except for it finally leads up to an incident where there's the neighborhood watch yes which is the funniest fucking thing in, in the world i love the whole neighborhood watch neighborhood watch comes out frankly jealous says hey don't nobody have a gun uh but we're gonna be looking for the killer uh, it's at this point that Edward Furlong has to play the third disc, which uh, the trickster grabs his hand, yes. cuts his, his his hand, he bleeds out on like some paperwork, and then he looks at his hand and it's no longer bleeding, but the blood's still there, and the blood forms itself into the, the third disc. Yes. Uh, he puts on the disc, and at this point, Edward Furlong is no longer, you know, not just joyriding in his own body, he's just walking around. Mm -hmm. So it's just him running around. And he has to to get rid of some of the evidence. And this is the way that Trickster tricked him into getting rid of the evidence. And yes. that was like, look, you don't have to kill anybody. You just have to get rid of the evidence. It'll be fine. Don't worry. Mm -hmm. You know, nobody will die. He's like, all right, fine, fine. I'll do it if nobody has to die. So Edward Furlong creeps around the, the, the backwoods of the forest to get to his friend's house. Because outside of his friend's window, uh, Edward Furlong left a whole bunch of tracks and he has to get rid of them. That are, you know, size chucks. Yes. Little, little tiny size chucks with like... A, size Edward Furlong chucks. An, an odd indentation on one side as though the person might be limping. Uh, so he gets out there and they're covered with a tarp, which he immediately starts fussing over. The dad... Uh, detective. Detective. Dad detective. Is, is in there doing fingerprint analysis, I guess. Wouldn't you have CSI doing that? I, I guess they don't, they don't have enough people on Yeah, that. I guess not. Uh, and it's at that point... Uh, Dad detective gets, gets a call. Yeah. And who does it happen to be? Well, it's the trickster. And the trickster's like, I think there's somebody in your yard. Who is this? Well, go, it, are you going to go look in your yard? Who, who are you? <laughs> I'm a concerned citizen. <laughs> Are you going to go look in the yard? Just look in the goddamn yard. Stop screwing around. And so he finally does. By then, Edward Furlong is like, you know, hobbling away. And he's he's hobbling in a direct line away from the, the like a sight line for the, 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 window, the window that the guy he knows is there. Yes, because he heard the phone go off. Yes. So you would think he would, you know, take a left or a right to if get he, out of that. You know. it's, it's the Prometheus school of running away from things. He decides to go directly straight into the, the forest when he, if he had taken a right or a left. The detective might have thought it was just some bullshit mm -hmm. and gone back to doing his job. But he didn't. Uh, we now see Edward Furlong trying to run through the forest. But unfortunately, that's where the neighborhood watch guys are. Yes. And all of them are packing. All, all of, them. of them. Even though the, the cop says, if I see anybody with a gun... I'm confiscating the gun, and, and that citizen is going to be arrested. And you're going to be put under arrest, and everyone has a gun. Every single person. Shotguns, rifles all over the damn place. Edward Furlong is running away. He tries to get behind another area, but unfortunately he's at a construction site, and there's a security guard. The security guard thinks he sees him, but he actually sees a raccoon, and that's when he walks away. Uh, and that's when Edward Furlong is thinking that he might be able to get i guess he's trying to get across the whole construction area because if he gets across that he can get home yes but this is when he's grabbed by the principal and why is it pal at the end of it because he's a dick and most of your friends are dicks i was like what yes the prin that's like, how you know the difference between principal and principal oh okay yeah, yeah. He's, he's 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 a dick yes so he like <laughs> He's like, bah, 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 bah. I knew that it was you, or you're, you know, what are you doing here? Blah, blah, blah. He just grabs a hold of him immediately, like he knows that it's him. And, uh, Edward I think he Furlong wanted is, it to be him. I, I think guess that's, that's what it difference. was. Yeah. Edward Furlong is freaking the hell out. And they're in a construction area where there's a lot of scaffolding and a lot of just bricks on top of scaffolding. So what happens is, and it's the funniest thing, he's, so the, the principal is calling Frank Langella on the, the, the walkies that he has. Mm hmm. Uh, Edward Furlong is able to limp out of the principal's, like, you know, grasp. And that's when the principal grabs a hold of something that he's not supposed to. And the entire works comes tumbling down on top of the principal. Yeah, so he's dead. And of course, Edward Furlong at this point feels very just like, oh no, I can't believe I did that. I killed somebody. And I'm like, well, technically no. I mean... That was the principal's own idiocy. They, you, you didn't, you did nothing at this point. This yeah, is, this isn't even your freaking problem. And then, of course, you know the neighbors, that all the neighborhood watch hears it, so they all come running. Uh, Edward Furlong runs into the construction site, hides under some plastics and stuff like that. 
Well, that's um, when the German Shepherd shows back up. Yeah, the German Shepherd is like, oh, I know that smell. And then finds him immediately and starts licking all over his face. And he's like, look, okay, I'm asking you one this one thing. Please just go away. Please just go, go away. away. And the dog kind of looks at him like, oh, but, but you were my friend. Okay, all um, right. And he does. The dog just kind of waddles away. Unfortunately, uh, this is when Dad Detective comes in brandishing a weapon. Uh, near all these crazy people with shotguns sitting out, and he pulls his he he has his gun drawn like drawn. Edward Furlong is not in the the picture. He's not sitting anywhere. He's not like I've got a a bead on him, you know or anything. This is he sees multiple people standing out, and Dad Detective is like, put the gun down, and that's when another guy turns and fires and kills Dad Detective with one shot. Yep. Uh, that's when. Frank Langella shows up and he's just like, oh my God. Who wants to explain this to his wife? And he's like, oh God. He only had 10 seconds before retirement. Uh, Edward <laughs> Furlong is able to, to hobble on out of there, but that's when uh, he uh, is accosted by the security guard who says, they just got the killer over there, kid. And Edward Furlong's like, yay, I, I made it. I feel so good. As he hobbles home, unfortunately... Uh, his little girlfriend is watching him and yelling at him, right? She, yeah, she's like, what are you doing? He's like, hey, you doing all right? And if Edward Furlong is just like, yeah, I just, I thought I heard something. I wanted to make sure it wasn't anything going on out here. Uh, you know, hey, how you doing? You be careful or something like yeah, that. Yeah, take no, care. He didn't say anything. He just walks inside like a freaking weirdo and doesn't say anything. Yeah, Obviously, he, like, stares very, at her too. Yeah, very suspicious. Yeah. And uh, that's when um, he, he gets... He goes upstairs and like, ah, it's finally over. And Trickster is like, no, it's not. There was a witness. You had to kill her. And he's like, who? Who? Oh no. He's, he's like, like, you yeah. know, you know what you have to do. Yeah, it's your yandere girlfriend who's staring at you and stalking at you the other side. Enjoy. And he's like, it's either you or her. Make your decision. I'm not gonna do it. I yes, don't you wanna. are. You're gonna do it. Uh, so he does. Yes. He puts in the last the last CD. Which we don't have any explanation as to where this came up. Um, Frank Langella starts going down. He he is pretty sure that it's Edward Furlong because Edward Furlong kind of holds out for a while. But unfortunately, he Frank already Langella, did, he did a, a DNA test yes. or whatever on his. He, he like snuck into his house earlier and like took his fireplace ashes and it, like two spoons of fireplace ash. Which had nothing other than fireplace ash in it, but apparently it was just covered in blood. Yeah, just which, so much DNA that wasn't burned up in the fire. Yeah, that, which which was so stupid. All it would have taken is if so Edward stupid. Furlong had, you know, scraped out that you know it's his own teenager incompetence. If he'd only cleaned the fireplace yeah. like his dad asked him to do, uh-huh. cleaned out that fireplace, wouldn't have had this problem. Every, everyone, everyone knows Edward Furlong that you know after you burn your blood-covered pants, you need to scoop out the ashes and you place those in out. the trash can. No, no. What you do is you mix it up with potting soil and you grow some really nice tomatoes out of it. Oh, that is true. And then you use the arsenic and the tomato leaves to kill people. No. Oh. Yeah, I watched that. that Smart. Was a, I think it was Last Supper. It was mm. a good movie. It was fun. Anyway, uh, so yes, uh, at this point, he's like, fine, I'll do it, I guess. And then he puts on the tape, which just starts off and he's got 15 minutes left now. And so he, he hobbles his ass over to his weirdo girlfriend's house, crawls through, finds a sewing set that he takes it's the scissors sewing out sewing scissors, yeah. He goes up to her room and she's got a weird super high deadbolt. Like, super high up on the... Like, so there's the handle. And then about four feet away, like at eye level, <laughs> there's a deadbolt. I was just like, there ain't no way anybody's going to let their teenage daughter... Have a deadbolt on the and, door. And her room is gigantic. Like, it's the master bedroom. Which, it has to be the master bedroom. I mean, all their all their rooms are huge. It was huge. <laughs> anyway, uh, so Edward Furlong sneaks in. Of course, she's wearing a... Negligee. I, yeah, it was something weird. It looked like it was kind of a negligee and kind of like walking around wear. Like, I was like, there's no way anybody would be able to sleep in that. First of all, as a teenager, I never slept in that shit. Even oh. even as an adult. Like, it has I mean, always you... been a shirt. Like, a really big shirt. Oh, yeah, but that wouldn't do anything for the, all the guys in the audience who were waiting to see the boobs again. I guess. Which, there are no more boobs. I, I forgot to tell you that. That was the one time that we got to see boobs. It was like five minutes in. Yep, and then it was, that's the rest it. of it's like, no. 
no more boobs. And we're like, okay, good. So, anyways, he's having an internal debate with himself on whether he should kill her or not. Uh, love wins over and he does not stab her. But this is whenever the trickster pops up and he's like, what the fuck? I knew you couldn't do it, you wuss. And, and now we're gonna, I'm gonna do it. And he's like, well, who are you? Because haven't you figured it out, Edward Furlong? I'm you. And then he tries to suck him up into his body, and it's like the weirdest thing ever. It reminded me of the scene in, uh, I want to say it was Hellraiser 4, when um, the two guys got mushed together. Yeah, with the, with the little yeah, with the tr- with the corkscrew yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was the two eh, guys. It looked like a little Hellraiser bit. Hellraiser yeah. Bloodlines had the, uh, the, the drill. So yeah, it's, it's that whole bit. Well, it does look a little bit like that. And so um, this is wherever the cool effects come in. And then, you know, so they make was, Edward Furlong look it, a little creepy. You're making fun of it, but it's it was because no. it was very subtle. No, I genuinely thought it was cool. Yeah, this is Edward Furlong is hunched over and he looks kind of like he's bigger at this point. So I don't know if he went through a growth spurt at that period of time or what. If it was, then that's genius because he was a giant at that point. Maybe it's just camera work. Um but he had some. They they put some light makeup on his face. They gave him the uh, the tricksters uh, eyeglasses. Yeah, or, and uh, the uh, eye lenses. Yeah, contact lenses. Yeah, and then and then they messed up the side of his face. Yeah, that's like, what I'm talking about. The the makeup, the mm-hmm. light makeup on the side. It wasn't. It was like a whole lot, but it was like, oh, okay, cool. I, I like this. Uh, and that's when he's talking, and the girl's like, oh my god, Edward Furlong, this is exactly like the, my anime that I wrote. <laughs> oh, my fanfic is my, coming to my life. My fanfic, yeah. Uh, and he's just like, no, I'm going to have to kill you now. He's like, She's like, no, but I love you. I, I want I want to do you totally and stuff. Yeah. And he's like, oh my God, you would and say anything that to, to save yourself. It's like, no, I take photos of you. And the fact that she's 22 and he's 14 in this, like, skeeved me out so bad. Like, I wish you wouldn't have told me that. Because I'm just like, ugh. And then ugh. she's like, she's like, quick, look at all these creepy perv shots that I keep taking of you. And he's like. Oh. I knew about you staring at me the whole time. I totally took off my bra on purpose. That's I knew why that I you walk were, around without... <laughs> I knew that you were watching me. You what? think you think I'm comfortable in these 90s? I'm not. I would prefer a t-shirt. <laughs> but I have to... Just on the off chance that you're looking out of your window. Which I know you are, you dirty bastard. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, anyways, so she ends up, so 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 they end up due you know, to the power of love. Uh, it's at this point the, the that, trickster pops out. And he's just like, "Ugh, I knew that you wouldn't do it, yeah, wuss." And that's when he's like, uh, "I I win, trickster, game over." And trickster's like, "All right, fine, yeah, but what if?" And he opens up the the door, and I wish he'd said something. What if there's a bonus stage? He could have said something like that. Yeah, awesome. there was there was no one liner. It was just oh. Here, but here's a special gift or some bullshit. Uh, so he gets what does he got behind door number one, Monty? And it's Frank Langella who walks in, ignores the uh, trickster, and then just shoots Edward Furlong, calling him a murderer. He's like murderer, murderer, and he calls him it twice because like he says slow. Yeah, so the first time he's like murderer, and then he holds up the gun. He's like murderer, blam. And he shoots him, and then the chick is like no. No, Edward Furlong. Just and shoot then, him once, though. And then he wakes up. Yep. It was all a dream. It was or all was the, it? It was all the game. It was brain scan. Brain so, scan put the whammy on them. How long was this movie? This was 96 minutes. Okay. Yeah, if it had been two hours, it would have been interesting. That's but what I was wondering. I was they like, really should have said like an hour and a half or something like that. Yeah. That way or maybe it was two hours up. before they cut. Maybe they cut stuff out of oh, the movie. Oh, God. I, I can't even imagine if you would do this one. I This should have been an 88-minute one. That way you could put it on two reels, have extra showings in the middle of it. This would have been like... Uh, Roger Corman would have been able to like cut this like way in the middle. And be like, no, we don't need this scene at all. Oh, well, we're not actually done yet. So oh, yes, what happens we have is the denouement at this he, point. he wakes up, he realizes it's all been a game. It's all been a dream. None of it was real. He didn't kill anybody. He didn't kill his friend Kyle. Speaking of Kyle, that uh, moron is banging on his front door like a freaking goober. So Edward Furlong throws up in the window and he goes, you there, boy, what day is today? And uh, Kyle's <laughs> like, why today, sir? It's Christmas Day. Day. And that's when Kyle has an explanation. They, they do a talking. Kyle says, man, I'm really glad you didn't buy that brain scan disc. Because uh, apparently it's like troopy and does neurotropics to your and brain pain. Some, some dude in Texas like had an aneurysm and his eyeballs popped out. Yeah. And it's like, oh my god. And then that's when Edward Furlong goes like, but wait, now I'm, I, I, after going through all that terrible stuff, 
I can now go ahead and ask the girl I like to to go out with me. So glad that killing people had to make his, is what made his balls drop. Like, uh, so glad that they, he had to go through that. So he goes stumping on over to uh, the party. We meet the girl who is basically the redhead from Can't Hardly Wait. She is so weird. Yeah. Ugh. Is she the redhead from and, Can't Hardly Wait? No. And no eyebrows. So that happens. Edward Furlong's like, okay, well, where is, what's her face? And there she's like, oh, she's upstairs with her boyfriend. He's like, stop being a bitch. <laughs> I did like that part because he's just like, stop being a bitch. And he just like walks inside. And that's when Kyle's like, hey, I, I know that you're like discount Claire Danes. I'm like discount Seth Green. And she's like, oh my God, that's so cool. She's like, you're Kyle, right? And he's like, yeah, I totally am. I'm super excited right now because no girls ever talk to me. So they hit it off or whatever. He Edward Furlong goes upstairs and he's like, hey, would you go out with me? And she's like, oh, uh, I don't think I can. Not no. yet. No. And it was like. What? And what? then. And he had like the, the look on his face. I felt so bad for him. I was, was like, oh. Yeah. And so she's like, I mean, maybe. And oh. he's like, oh, oh, maybe is good. Okay. Okay. okay I'll take cool. a maybe. I'll take a maybe. And then like she kisses him. And he, he's, I'm like, well, that's some mixed ass signals. It's for real. Uh, and then he, he, he starts looking through her. Because her she binder. leaves him. Yeah. She leaves him in the room, in her room by himself. With her like creepy stalker photos sitting out to the side, which again, if your creepy stalker crush comes into your house and you're not like immediately like, I mean, like, maybe she was, oh, maybe she was trying to play hard to get. I guess. Which or, is kind of hard to do whenever you're getting naked in front of the window. Yeah. Yes. What? She's like sort of hard to get, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Which means that she'll call him tomorrow. Yes. So uh, he leaves, and then we go to the next day where he is in the principal's office, to which he hands Mr. Feeney or whatever the hell the guy's name is, uh, the brain scan disc. He's like, "Hey, you should try this. I want to show this to the to the to the club." Oh, uh, this is degeneracy. Blah blah blah. Whatever. Well, this should be good. He goes, "Yeah, Harumph. you know what? It should be." Harumph, I say, and then we see the trickster standing behind him. Or, like, sitting in the guy's chair with his feet up. So, because, you know, that's how you do it. He's so cool. And he's, like, giggling. Yeah, he's giggling. He's excited. And then he suddenly turns very serious. That was a weird thing. There's a a lot of parts. I think the trickster would have been great in other things. Like, if you could have made, like, a series out of it. Like, I don't know, subspecies or something like that. It would have been fun. Uh, But, yes, this is the end. This is is the totes end. What are you going to give it? I'm going to give this six blood CDs out of ten. I enjoy this movie, yes. Uh, so if you're the type of person who loves rando early 90s just junk, uh, this is going to be your favorite. Like, I'm, I'm nostalgic for these times of period, too, mm-hmm. just because I'm like, oh, wow, look at all the stuff that I could have had during the 90s, but I didn't because my parents didn't want me to have it. <laughs> uh, but it, it's it's a lot of shenanigans, so I, I don't expect a lot of people to enjoy it. What about you, hon? I was going to give it a 7 out of 10, but then you told me that she was 22, and then she was making out with a 14-year-old, and so I had to give a minus 1 on it. So it's going to be a 6 out of 10. Uh, skeevies. Skeevies. Just skeevies. Just 6 skeevies out of 10. Like, uh, Again, I there's a lot of this movie that I, I enjoy, uh, but the really... Between the, like, I want to say it's the the part where he gets into the second disc and he realizes that he kills his friend till the very, very end where it starts doing the, the whole um, night watch patrol kind of thing where they're mm-hmm. all running around. That entire middle portion is just fuzzy garbage. I mean, me. this would this would be like an hour long movie. Yes, you, I'm, or <laughs> probably less, probably about forty five yeah. minutes. It's yeah. it's not a very. This could have been a Tales from the Crypt episode. Yes, it could have. Uh, probably with more boobs, actually. Uh, yeah. But uh, you know, I I can see people liking this. I enjoy it. Like I said, I I I love this kind of movie. This this was a culmination of watching, finally finishing up that movie that I've always wanted to watch kind of thing when I finally first watched it. Mm-hmm. So I still have a lot of love for it on there. But what about you? Is this uh, the type of movie you enjoy? Do you like these kind of things? Uh, is this, did you completely hate it? Was it something that you were just like, ew, I, I can't believe that she was 
as old as she is or as young as she is. Is that the same thing that you had a problem with? I don't know. Maybe it was. Who knows? But reach out to us. Let us know. ESAT3AM at gmail.com. That's going to be the main email address. That's going to be the best way to talk to us. If you want to get more of our stuff, ESAT3AM.com. That's going to have all of our uh, our you know episodes. Going to have some more stuff on there. Uh, you can reach out to us on Facebook and Twitter at ESAT3AM. Uh, or, you know, we want to hear from you. Give us something from your, your voice. Go to anchor.fm and then just look for Everything Scary at 3 a.m. Just type it in there, uh, you know, and leave us a voicemail. We'd love to hear from you. It's about a minute long. That's what they give you for it. You know, there's there's no beeps really at that point. Just reach out to us. We'd I'm, love to hear from is you. Is that really what happens? I never called it before. I, I did it for, for another group and uh, it was troublesome. <laughs> Okay, well, if you really want to, we would appreciate all the trouble that you would go through. We'd love to hear from you. So, yeah, uh, give us a call. Hit us up on Facebook or Twitter. We're actually getting pretty... Pretty popular on Facebook from we got a, what I've last seen. Yeah, we so. got a lot of a lot of people, a lot of new people. I want to thank you guys for, for checking it out. If there are other people that you know love horror movies or, or just enjoy melodious voices talking for about an hour, uh, you know, reach out to them and say, hey, here's a podcast. Enjoy. Mostly John's voice. I just, I think, I, I still think I sound like a 12 year old. Oh, you, you sound fine. You have to say uh, that. But, uh, you know, it's, and hell, you know, you'll hear a lot of different things like uh, the Houston uh, uh, horror fest what was it called oh man uh the i think it's called houston horror fest um so they actually had that this last week and i had no freaking clue otherwise we would have gone um but uh one of the lovely ladies who acted in one of the movies that we reviewed called last radio call that was uh episode 110 if you uh, roll back you'll be able to find it there yep she actually won best actress so congratulations to sarah she was a super nice lady whenever we met her we actually have a signed poster from her and some of the other cast members so that was pretty fun she's also the lady who uh, convinced us to get an instagram so we have one we just, <laughs> we just haven't done anything, haven't done with, anything it with it other than i think we made friends with her on instagram that's about it yeah I Actually, I think I did. Yeah. Oh, I have to go look her up. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Reach out to... We, we're, we're, we're slowly but surely getting into this whole interwebs thing. But, uh, you know, maybe we'll get it done by next time. Uh, until then, uh, we will see you all later. Yep. See you soon. Bye.